KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Time for our weekly look at the economy as we check in with David Fiorenza, Associate Professor of Practice at Villanova School of Business. As always, a lot to talk about jobless claims, the price of lumber, inflation. We cover it all. Give a listen. Let's start with jobless claims. Last week came in at about 411,000, down a little from the previous week, a little worse than estimates, but uh, looks like we've kind of settled in here at this 350 to 450,000 level the last few weeks. That's correct, Matt, and that may not be such a bad thing. If I look at the overall macro of our 50 United States, 34 of the 50 states actually saw decreases in first-time claims, which is a good thing. Uh, That means most of these states are on the road to recovery, and I think we're going to see this not just through the summer, but as we get through the fall, you're going to, even though there's help wanted signs out there, there's going to be job openings uh, as the economy continues to grow because we saw GDP, uh, the last estimate, which is now an actual, really great numbers. Yeah, 6.4. And kind of explain that because we're still talking about the first quarter GDP. And this, uh, I think it was referred to as the final reading, uh, came in at 6.4%. Why are we still looking at numbers from the first quarter? Kind of explain how this works, why these are constantly looked at and you get kind of updates and and they, they, they look at it. Oh, that's a great time to bring this up because the GDP would be considered what they call a lagging indicator, which means it lags behind compared to the stock market, which is a leading indicator, meaning that it's forward thinking. And the GDP always comes out, at least the first estimate, one month after a quarter closes. So this time it would be March 31st. That means the first numbers come out around May 1st. We're now into mid-June, late June, and we have the actuals of 6.4%, which shows a very strong market during the winter months in the United States. It takes a while to gather all this information and to get data from thousands of companies, uh, to get data from the government, from investment, from exports and imports, and to gather this up is a huge undertaking, not only for GDP, but the other indicators such as labor statistics too as well. And while we're talking about that first quarter, the second quarter will be winding down soon. I mean, I'm not going to ask you to predict a number, but do you think we will get a strong number overall? I do. I think it's going to be at least 6.4%. Just looking at the activity by driving around, by talking to people on the phone, uh, speaking with um, the various government agencies in Washington, as well as state agencies uh, at the Commonwealth, a little bit in New Jersey. I talked to some of the people, not in Trenton, but I actually talked to a lot of the cities in New Jersey, especially the short towns. Durable goods orders rose 2.3%. What do you think of that? It sounds like it was below the estimate, uh, but still pretty good. I think so. As I've always said to you, anything above zero is a good number. And 2.3, I'll take that. I'll take that for the durable goods. Uh, I think we're on the right track for, for continued recovery. We've talked about it every week for a while now, inflation What are you thinking? Has anything swayed your mind? You still think uh, it's something we're looking at in the short term, but not the long term? What are your thoughts? Well, I like that our Fed chairperson, Jerome Powell, had talked about not raising interest rates uh, because he thinks the fact that 
uh, the economy still needs to grow a little bit, but they don't want it to overheat. So they're going to look at maybe because consumer prices jumped about 5% in May. So compared to the, to the, la- to the last May, and that's the largest increase in 13 years, but we never had a pandemic since what, 1917? So of course you're going to see some inflation. So I think Jerome Powell really has a handle on this much to the chagrin of a lot of people who believe that he's not doing a good job. But I think they're doing a good job of doing the best they can with the tools that they have. So I think you're going to see after the summer, you're going to see oil uh, prices as well as gasoline prices level off a little bit. We're seeing gas go up a little bit, but that's because we're in the summertime. More people are getting out and driving to Shore Points, to the Poconos, to New York City as the Broadway opens up, uh, even in the Philly as tourism opens up. Uh, well, maybe not to see the Sixers anymore, but maybe they're <laughs> going to go drive to see the Phillies play. One of the key concerns people had about inflation was the crazy price of lumber. Seems like that has come back down to earth significantly. And in the big picture, that's pretty good, right? That is good. And that's really good. I was talking to a few people who are in the housing market who actually build homes and they're building condos now or townhomes or single family homes. And that has really taken a bite out of what they're doing when they need to order new lumber and new supplies as they build more homes. So going forward, they may not have to go back to the financiers and the banks and who's ever giving them the the credit to go forward to ask for more money because that really hurt the profit margins of a lot of builders. And I think we're going to see that level off as companies begin to get to back to 100%, which is going to be a great thing, Matt. Overall, the housing market, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? Well, it's not hot anymore, but that's okay. It's lukewarm. I'll take lukewarm. It's like today. I'll take 78 to 80 degrees. I may not take Sunday when it's 95 degrees. We cannot have a hot market for year after year after year. There's gonna be a time when that levels off in the housing market. It's all based on supply and demand. Now, a lot of your resort areas are still considered hot areas. I I talked to people this morning before you and I are now speaking, and they're saying they're still having a problem with with rentals in various places. People wanna get out. They haven't been out for a year. They didn't travel last year. They're getting ready to go out and travel. So that's gonna jump up the supply and demand, and you're gonna see a lot more of the building area of people, realtors asking for people if they want to sell their homes in Shore Points, uh, which raises the prices. I think we're going to see a leveling off in about two or three years once the pandemic is way behind us in the rearview mirror and it's thousands of miles behind us. Yesterday on Thursday, there was big news of a bipartisan infrastructure deal. They had an announcement at the White House. We've been talking infrastructure for months. This It's good news on its face, but there is still a lot of sausage to be made. Where we are now is not where we're going to be whenever this gets gets passed. But we desperately need some kind of transformative infrastructure bill uh, in this country. Oh, absolutely. And now you're starting to get me hungry, Matt, talking about that. Uh, I hope it's sweet and hot sausage. But seriously, it's going to be roads, bridges. It's going to be public transit. It's going to be... uh, Airports, ports, waterways, it's going to be environmental remediation, it's going to be our power grid, Uh, it's going to be a lot of good things, major projects that are in small towns and cities. I'm hearing next week is going to be a big week in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania uh, because of the fact that we have over $7 billion that the Commonwealth lawmakers have to decide what are they going to do with it. And I hope it's put towards infrastructure. If it's put towards infrastructure, you're going to see a lot of contractors, a lot of civil engineers 
engineers, a lot of architects, and a lot of people uh, getting to work and doing a lot of business. Some of this money, the transportation and other infrastructure is leftover money from COVID. So it's, so whether it's 500 billion or a trillion, at least half of it is already there. We're not printing up new money. I want to make that perfectly clear to people. We're not printing up new money on entirely on this infrastructure bill. As we wind down June, this is actually, I guess, the last time we will talk in the month of June. What are you keeping an eye on as we pivot towards the heart of summer? Well, I'm, I'm continuing to look at all the resort areas, and I'm continuing to look to see whether uh, they can keep up with the demand of the people in the restaurant industries and as well as the hotels, the Airbnbs, the bed and breakfast. Uh, I want to see if, in fact, if we don't have any hurricane seasons coming towards the end of summer, I think you're going to see a lot of activity and business throughout the tri-state area and even beyond. Uh, I always take a look at inflation. I look at it every week, week to week to be sure that the prices aren't too exorbitant. Uh, wages now are where they probably should be. As we talked about in prior podcasts, Matt, you have even mentioned yourself about supply and demand. It may not be government mandated, but the talk of it has brought wages up to a little bit higher level. And that's good for those who are in the middle income levels and lower income levels. They really need to have a, a break once in a while too as well. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. <laughs>